Episode 155 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday may sound a little different than usual, and that's because Jimmy Lewis had to call in from his house in California rather than being in the studio with producer and now co-host Matt Mattoon. Trevor Hunter also was on the call, and we discussed some dirt bike test stuff, and it was a great show with some good information that you might want to listen to. Huge shout out to the sponsors who keep this show possible, and now here's the show. All right. Live from Frump, Nevada, it oh. is uh, episode 155 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I'm not in Nevada. I, yeah, you're not I, in Nevada. <laughs> I, uh, I banned, I, I got kicked out or something like that, maybe. So welcome, yeah. everybody, to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is show number 155. Would it be better if my uh, phone was vertical or you want to crop that thing? Try in? horizontal for me really quick. Who the hell put out the memo on the shirts, bro? Uh, Matt Mattoon, welcome to the show. Thanks for putting this all together. I'm going to get the document pulled up here. Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah. You know, I'm always here to press your button, press the two buttons. That's right. I'm going to try try cropping this a little bit too, so it's not so much uh, black space here. Right. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is the show where we answer your motorcycle and motorcycle product-related questions. We do this to, as a service to you. You're getting it for free on the internet, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, but that being said, we wouldn't. This show wouldn't be possible without the uh, generous help from some of our sponsors, which include Yamaha, Takomoto, sponsors of the Rooster Endo segment. And believe it or not, if you send in the next, I think, two submissions that come in, we'll get on tonight's Rooster Endo segment. So, uh, you know, what we want there, we want to make your make and model of the bike you have. Tell us a little bit about your bike, why you modified it. And we will probably say nice things, really nice complimentary things about your pride and joy motorcycle. Of course, if there's something that's awkward or maybe the photo is bad, we might point it out. But in a, in a really nice way, uh, like we always do, Scott Sports, makers of fine goggles, whether you're skiing, which uh, you're not doing now because it's a uh, hundred million degrees or snowboarding or riding dirt bikes. Scott makes some really awesome goggles. Climb, the best motorcycle gear for off-road riding. DDC, Sprockets, Trail Tech. What do you think about Trail Tech? Voyager, GPS units and kickstands, Fast Company, Flex Handlebars, you know what? If you missed out, there was a code Jimmy15 to save all the way up until Labor Day, which was yesterday. And I don't know if that code still works, but I bet you if you put it in there, they might still honor it. But I don't know. The prices might go up, so you might want to do that fast. Seat Concepts, bringing you the Seat Concepts hotline, hot seat hotline. If you need to call in and talk to me, and I, there is someone who needs to call in and talk to me. He wants to convince me that the KTM 690 is the best bike ever. So I told him he should call in. So you might get that call, Matt. You might have to sort that out. Yep. Uh, the hotline is up right now. And uh, that number for the hotline is area code 775. And you're going to have to fill in the rest. 775-318-5515 is right. the number. And I'm so trying that- to fix things on the fly here. So that's why I'm not really talking right now. I'm fixing things too. Fixing yeah. to take a sip of beer right oh. now. 
Mm. Oh, uh, you see, that's a, that's a problem that I don't have a solution for right now. That's that's why you're not ready for this show. <laughs> you know, prep prep could have been a little bit better. Again, that seat concepts hot seat hotline is seven seven five three one eight five five one five. You think after as long as we've had it, I remember what that is. Uh, I am having tacos tonight, by the way. So just in case you're wondering, uh, I prepped even better for tonight's show. This is what you get to do when you're a construction guy. You get off work early. You uh, you can make some tacos. You know, have your beer, have your favorite tequila ready on on uh, point, just in case uh, you know things start going south. But this is what we do on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I'm actually not seeing. I got to click over to the chat and see if Mark's in there because he likes to call it Tech Talk Taco and Tequila Tuesday. That's five T's for those of you that can't count, kind of like me. Um, so what we do is answer your motorcycle and motorcycle product related questions. If you're watching this live, you know how to watch this live. If you're listening to it, it works as a podcast. You can do it on all the podcasting places, share it with your friends. That really helps us out. The other thing that's uh, helpful to us is uh, when you send in your questions and comments, then share the answers. If you actually liked them, clip that thing out and put it on your social media channel and say, Hey, Jimmy totally doesn't know what he's talking about. He told me that I should measure a base gasket like this, but I should actually do it like that. And my bike blew up. So that's the kind of advice you will not get on this particular show. We actually give you pretty good advice. Um, we can save you a lot of money. We can, uh, make your mechanical experiences a lot easier. So if you do have a question, uh, you can type it into the chat and I'm going to scroll up here and get my uh, chat thing going. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's not going. There we go. Sometimes Matt puts it up in the corner on the uh, thing, right? Yeah, you can put it up right now. Yeah. Right here. Oop, there it is. Right. So, uh, it's good to know. Yeah. So yeah, move me down put the chat up there, get all this stuff. Um, counter staying is, uh, is staying up as well, which is it's at zero right now. I know some are professional, very professional. I, I think we've, uh, we've come a long Jose, way. Jose Delgado says, hello, Jimmy. Saw the new Fox Instinct boots coming out soon. What is your opinion of Fox Instincts for off-road riding? Good, bad, too stiff for off-roading. So I don't know about the new ones. Well, I have a lot of experience in the old ones. They were actually designed by some pretty clever guys. Uh, they came and did a whole media tour back when that was a thing and back when uh, the media actually cared about more than just the colors. Uh, we actually tested stuff. So um, my impression of the Fox boot is that it's probably the most comfortable boot on the market. In fact, if you just slip your foot into it without a sock on it, it was just it was a really nice feeling boot. And that's the high, the high end one, by the way. So that was, um, my feeling on that. It was just right away. You just got the comfort. It was easy to, you know, buckle in and get to. It was a little plasticky for me. Uh, there was a lot of plastic parts and, and I thought it was going to be less durable than it was, but it lasted a long time and worked out really good. So, uh, was a fan. I, I thought maybe it flexed a little bit too much in the sole for me and maybe a little bit too soft, but it was cushiony. Like it wasn't, it wasn't as stiff as, as I would like 
uh, a boot to be. So, uh, so I will try to get my hands on some of the new ones and, uh, see what they do. Um, didn't you have a, yeah. an idea of, of doing a boot shootout? We have an idea of doing a boot shootout, um, using kind of the collective knowledge that we, you know, have from years of, uh, riding all these different things. And, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to get my comments up on my end here. There we go. There we go. Now I'm seeing stuff. <laughs> Chris wants to know what the XT is. <laughs> Chris, how long have you been watching this show? <laughs> Okay, uh, so that's what we can do. Uh, and Chris Hitchcock on YouTube says, had a set of Fox boot that lasted for two years of hardened row. The soles ripped off eventually. Uh, the straps didn't even fail. And for hardened row, that's pretty good because generally, if you've seen hardened row guys' bikes, generally their gear looks the same, ripped, torn, shredded. And to go through boots, that's actually, uh, that's actually pretty good. So... Okay. Uh, should we get right on to the, uh, the questions? Hey, if you're looking for protection for your bike, speaking of hard and durable, Bulletproof Designs is a great company to go to. They make all kinds of protection from radiator guards to disc guards to, they even make a front disc protector. I don't know if you're aware of this. It's kind of a new thing that's kind of trending. You, you get this big giant aluminum plate and you protect the front disc rotor. Uh, <laughs> If you haven't been watching the show for very long, that's kind of a joke. But uh, Bolt Group Designs does make one of those. I actually use just their little tiny clips that go on the bottom of the forks. Uh, those are more likely to get kind of smashed up, making it hard to disassemble your forks if you're going to do some uh, service on them. But uh, anyways, if you contact uh, Bolt Group Designs, let them know you heard about it on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. They have guards available for most 23 models and... They have new foot pegs for the 23s. They're going to be available real soon. So check them out at bulletproofdesigns.com. Uh, first question, Matt. All right. First question is going to be coming from, I believe, Bill Hall. I noticed you did not carry a chainsaw with you on your tour ride. Is it your hand, is the handsaw all you needed, or do you recommend a chainsaw? I did not carry a chainsaw because I was trying to pack as light as possible. I carried a saw called a silky big boy. And this is a folding saw that slides right in the side of your pack. Doesn't on the outside, I carried it and just strapped it on. Didn't take, doesn't take up very much room. Uh, I wonder if it's here. I might have it uh, in my, in my motor home right now. Mm. So, but no, there's no way I would carry a chainsaw. I was lucky enough that there were some, locals and stuff that were around because i was one of the first guys through on the tour that year and they would um, they'd already gone through and done most of the clearing and a lot of them went out and made sure like a day or two before i came through that the trail was going to be clear so i was pretty lucky on that on that front but no uh i would i mean if i didn't know that the trails were cleared i wouldn't have done that because you'd be cutting <laughs> you'd be cutting all day is what you'd be doing on a lot of those trails especially in the areas where they had fire so right <laughs> next question all right so this is a, another question from bill hall jimmy how did you prepare for rain and or dropping your bike in the water other than washing the cow poop off uh it was a stock ktm 500 
So I had my gear was climb gear. Um, awesome, comfortable gear. I was wearing the, uh, was it the Dakar? It was the Dakar over the boot pant. I'm pretty sure over the boot pant kind of, it has a waterproof coating on it, not a waterproof. It's a water resistant coating on it that rain generally runs off of and having the over the boot means stuff doesn't go down into the boot. So when the boots, when your pants starts getting wet, the rain runs down the pant, not into the boot. So I had that. And I, I had, I was wearing a Gore-Tex, a jacket. It was a Gore-Tex jacket. It was probably the Traverse jacket. So that's waterproof. And I'm pretty sure that I had a pair of pack pants, like that, like uh, a, a shell, a Gore-Tex shell, both. I know I had a, a jacket, like a real light shell jacket that I could wear underneath my regular Gore-Tex jacket. So I was double waterproof in a sense. And I'm pretty sure I had a pair of a shell pair of pants that in case it rained, I could put on. And I don't know if I ever had to wear them. I think I had to wear them once at night when I slept in the rain. But other than that, uh, I was good. Sweet. See, for, for wet weather, what I always did was just actually have like actual rain gear when I was riding in Alaska. <laughs> I just had actual rain gear on over everything. Yeah, but this is a, well. a seven-day ride or something where... A lot different, weather. yeah. You, 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 I mean, you, if you're wearing rain gear, you're going to overheat on some of the days. I mean, it was it was nearly right. when I was riding through the desert. And that's not the ideal thing there. Mm. So. Okay, so this is from the how to, how to make sure you have the correct gasket. Uh, the, the little nugget we have up there. Uh, um, M X G guys, do you you get your correct base gasket height by measuring your X dimension? This is crucial if you are changing parts. Don't just measure the old gasket. So Matt, can you tell me what the X dimension is? This is something that I was going to ask you. I'm like, do you know what he's talking about? What about the Y dimension? Well, I, I would the, assume the Z dimension is the one you're really looking for when it comes to thickness. I was thinking for the T dimension in all honesty. So <laughs> uh, MXG, uh, what are you talking about? Like what is, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure maybe in, in, the manual, there's an X dimension. And what I would suspect it is the X dimension. Oh boy. I don't even know what it would be, but other than you would, you would put the cylinder on without the base gasket and then measure the squish up at the top. So, and that, that could be the X dimension. And then you, and then you want to add, you know, it's going to be too short without the base gasket and you add it in there, but listen to me, most of us aren't that smart. So what you do is try to put back in what you had, like most of the problems on motorcycles these days are caused very simply by the last thing you did to it. And if you took it apart and then you started doing some measurements and based on your measurements, you put it back together and it didn't work right. You probably screwed up your measurements because you had to do math and math is hard. So you just take the calibers out and measure the gaskets you took out and put those back in. Because in with a KTM gasket kit, you get a lot of gaskets and you can make a lot of adjustments there. I added uh, three hundredths of a mil. I don't even know how much I added. I 
I, uh, I added some gasket. No, I, I took some gaskets out of my 300. I don't remember what I did, but it worked for, it worked great. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I, cause I know what I'm doing and I don't know what the X dimension is. So if you right. could, re- if you could get back to us, MXG and explain the X dimension, cause like, I think sometimes I feel like I'm living in the X dimension, especially doing the show. I mean, look at me and Matt are wearing the same shirt. That's yeah. kind of weird. That's X dimension shit. What, one of us has to change, which it, it's me because I actually have a shirt right next to me here. <laughs> oh, wait. Whoa. If, if, if you're not careful, I'm going to go and get the same shirt that you're going to put on. <laughs> well, let's see here. So, so a Facebook user, the X dimension is used to determine a barcode's density, which is the amount of information that can be captured in a barcode within a specific amount of space. Other melons, other, other elements of a barcode are expressed as multiples of the X dimension. For instance, to ensure accurate scanning, most barcodes have a quiet zone who hey, is 10 is, times is, or 10 is, times is, the barcode's X dimension. This is as stupid as the stuff that we say. So, in yeah. In general, the greater the X dimension. <laughs> there yeah. we go. So that's good. That's good that, that, that somebody figured that out. That's, that's mm-hmm. super awesome for us. Okay, well, next question. Okay. So this is from the CRF250F. Uh, impression max martin he commented they really need to make a crf 400f a modern version of the xr 400r would sell for sure and just my limited experience with the xr 400 i don't know if i necessarily agree with that statement you don't know what you're talking about how many how many many hours do you have on an xr 400 probably i have a class worth and then some then some so we'll say about 10 hours on an xr 400 Right. So it's, uh, it, it, I, I probably have like a million hours. I'm just guessing mm-hmm. rounding up a little bit. Right. Uh, he, he's exactly right because the, I, I've, I've said this for years. We need a, uh, a, a mid-sized play bike like something that's just like xr 400 ish although xr 400 at the time like when they first brought that thing out they told you like this is a competition bike this thing can win enduros and, and i mean they tried racing and i was one of the first people ever raced an xr 400 in the nevada route mm-hmm. and they, they were kind of like trying to show you how you know this kind of at the time they said high performance four stroke <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and it started like not even near high performance four stroke uh-huh. But it was okay at the time, and it worked its way right down into what a great play bike. And it was bike. It was kind of like a KTM 690, something that tried to do everything, but it wasn't good at anything. And okay. probably the worst, the worst thing about it was they did not have electric starting. You had to kickstart it, and then, oh, and then yeah. it, was, it was heavy, and it didn't have a whole lot of power, and. Uh, hmm. Other than that, everything else about it was great. I mean, but those the, think about think about things that you want on a motorcycle. You want a lot of power and you want lightweight, and it didn't have either of those two. So all of a sudden, we're out. But great bike. Uh, but if if a manufacturer, I think that if a manufacturer built that mid-sized bike, there's a lot of people that are smart enough to realize, hey, I don't need the you know, the $10,000 KTM or the, you know, 
$12,000, $14,000 bike. And if mm-hmm. they had something that was around seven, seven grand, six grand mm-hmm. in that, in that, in that market, in that zone, I think it, I think it would kill it. So, but I don't know. I, nobody does it, but I think they kind of expect the, the, the used bike market to sort of take care of that problem. I, you know, old bikes, people will buy old bikes and right. get it going. My guess. Yeah. Some, uh, Utah desert riders just put the bike in the chat that I was thinking of, but the, uh, the cross trainer, but the cross but trainer it, still isn't cheap. It's not cheap. It's, it needs to be, it needs to be $2,000 cheaper. It does have the less suspension. It has a good motor. It's close. Mm-hmm. Um, it's close, but it's also a kind of a smaller bike. It's not a full size bike. And when, mm-hmm. when you start looking at it, what are you comparing it with? 250 four strokes that are also kind of shrunk down bikes. The right. KTM, you know, E. E, what do they call it? E ride, E free ride, the free ride, E dash XC. Yeah. Free ride E dash yeah. XC, which is, which is another $10,000, $12,000 bike, right? Uh, it, yeah. As you say, 12,000. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a, it definitely does not take the place of the XR 400. No. <laughs> and it, and it, and it, and it's not even price wise. It's, it's double of, you know, some of the other bikes that you're mm-hmm. using. So Yeah. That's, uh, that's my answer. <laughs> that question. Cool. All right. So Caesar Perez on the same video. Would this be a good starter bike? I have almost no experience besides bicycles. I am five six and one hundred ninety pounds. I don't want to be too big. I don't want it to be too big and intimidating. I have a pretty good motor skills. If that helps at all, thanks. Thinking of picking this up. Uh, I'm going back and forth. What is he talking about? The CRF two fifty F. Five six hundred ninety. He doesn't want that bike to be intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that bike is anything but intimidating. No, and, and at, at five six, I can see where okay, maybe you're feeling a little uncomfortable. This is this is the mm-hmm. point where people when they're when they're shorter, especially new riders, they want to put their feet on the ground, mm-hmm. and that's such a bad habit. That's why we run a riding school. You may be familiar with this riding school, Matt. Don't you do riding private riding instruction for people like this? Yeah, yeah. And this the this same instruction is actually available on JimmyLewisOffroad.com. Oh, amazing! Yeah. You can support me, so I don't have to go get a real job, and I can keep my wife happy by mm-hmm. going to www.JimmyLewisOffroad.com and mm-hmm. click on our online courses. And yeah, for a mere which... forty dollars, a mere forty dollars, you can. Well, you can at least learn how to start riding the right mm-hmm. way. So, and, and Caesar, you would not be intimidated by a CRF 250 after you took this class. In fact, mm-hmm. we use the super gnarly radical beta cross trainer as our demonstration bike. So shows where, you know, shows how that works. We put, we yeah. put this little kid, we put this little kid on it who wasn't much more than five, six at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we fired him. So yeah, yeah. We talking about uh, old co-host? Do we have old co-hosts? We do. We don't. We don't look in the past, Matt. We just kind of we just, we just <laughs> keep moving along. Fire him and move along. Got it. Okay. Coors Light needs to make a bike. That would be probably the XR four hundred of 
bikes, a beer, a Coors Light bike would be, it's kind of like a bike. It's kind of like a motorcycle, but it, it, it has like kind of all the characteristics of the motor. It'd be really popular. A lot mm-hmm. of people would drink it, but then Budweiser yeah. like Bud Light would make a bike and then it would get popular with Victor and his crew. <laughs> right. Actually, I think Victor, I think Victor drinks those kind of fancy schmancy, you know, things like this. Oh, look what creeped into the screen. Ooh. Look what I got there. Look at how frosty and cold that is. Oh, that looks good. That sounds good. Oh, yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm backwards. <laughs> so go ahead. Back to the damn show. Right, right. Back to the show before I get too distracted and want, shut it down so I can go get a beer. Uh, so from G2 on the same CRF250F impression, and then uh, we'll move into some questions from the chat. Uh, G2 is saying, I wish they'd make that, that bi- a lighter version of that bike. It'd be cool to have a Japanese bike that compares to the Beta Cross Trainer when it comes to the weight. Uh, what's the weight, Matt? Do you recall off the top of your head? It was around 250, 260. Remember for the was, cross Oh, for the Cross Trainer? Oh, off the top of my head. I literally no, was cross- looking at this. Tra- no, that, that, that CRF's got to be heavier than 250. I thought it was like around 260 or so, right? Yeah, I would. I, I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head either, but I would mm-hmm. almost be willing to bet that the the cross trainer is 30 pounds lighter. And oh, you're yeah. not you're not going to get a bike in that price range, you know, 30 pounds lighter. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's you know, they, they're 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 building something that's like indestructible number one. So that adds weight. And then they're using lesser materials and that adds weight. And then you end up, end up with that. So anyways, my wife just walked in. She wonders what the hell I'm doing in her house. Um, <laughs> trying to, trying to run a show. Look at that's this. the first time. You can, you can, oh, you, can cool. you can smile. You're on the, you're on the show right there. You won't hey, pop other- up. At the Hello. Somebody has to work to support me in the lifestyle I've become accustomed to. So she she's right. coming back because I'm doing some construction work around here and she wants to see what's broken. She wonders, does the water still work? Can I use the toilet? And is the shower work? And where's my tequila? Where's my tequila? <laughs> yeah. The most Just important kidding. question. Okay. All right. So I want to move to a question from Dave Black in the chat. I'm wanting to replace my Husky 501 clutch plates. Looking at a Recluse and Henson, will these have a different feel, different from OEM? Um, Dave, you probably won't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 where, where you feel the, 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 where a, a, a really sensitive rider feels that is like when they're doing starts like real high stress stuff on the clutch or they'll notice a different grabbiness when you're really in technical situations and really working the clutch lever. But, uh, the, the, there is some differences like, like the, the Henson tries to use, like I would say slightly, uh, I don't want to call them better materials. I think they, they tune their materials for what they feel like is a, is a better direction. And then Recluse actually uses a larger number of plates. And so larger number, but thinner um, with more surface area. So Recluse also, and I don't want to call it better. I want to say they're tuning for a different kind of a feel. So 
but if you don't, I think if you, where, where I really notice is like if you're doing starts, like motocross style starts, or you're really abusing the clutch, like extreme enduro stuff where you really need to feel kind of the traction and, and, uh, you, you want a certain kind of a feel. Some of them bite a little bit harder. They grab a little bit harder and some of them will, will slip and, and, uh, they have a, have a smoother engagement. And so gen and generally the stock it, and I don't know why you would want to replace your stock Husky clutch plates. Cause you've seen all those bikes in my garage and almost every single one of them still has the ones that are standard still have the stock clutch plates in them. And the ones that are recluse, they have the recluse plates in them and they're 500 hours old. <laughs> so they don't wear. Right. Okay. So Ryan Hanna. Oh, uh, Ryan Hanna. You know that guy? Yeah. Cool guy. Cool guy. I, I like his, his painting here. Let me, I'm going to cover the chat. Covered up with the chat. Yeah. So take the chat down, Matt. Can you do that yeah. without wrecking our whole show? Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's just one of the many buttons in front of me. I can put it yeah. back up rap, rapid fire, but anyway, that is, yeah, that is Ryan, Hanna. Ryan Hanna's artwork. Ryan, you should post up your, uh, your artwork. Wow. Look at that's one button away. Uh, plug, yeah. Plug the, uh, the Instagram, Ryan. And, and so Ryan is, uh, do you suggest a KTM 620 adventure for off-road racing? The answer is a resounding, absolutely a hundred percent. No. Uh, and especially if it's a bike you bought from me, and when I sold it to you, I said, don't go racing this thing. That would be really <laughs> stupid. It's, it's it's kind of sounds like something that would catch on fire is what it sounds like to me. So I uh, hope you, <laughs> hope do, we get you to, do, do we get the hear the story behind the uh, catching on fire statement? Uh, tell is Ryan to call into the, tell, tell Ryan to call into the hotline. He can tell it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ryan, here's the hotline number. Hot seat, seat concepts, hot seat hotline. Hey, if you're looking for a seat for any bike, including a Husaberg 570, which would have been a much better race bike, Ryan. Like, why didn't you just ask me? Why didn't you try to? You never would have. I never would have sold it. Uh, the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hideline, the number is 775-318-5515. You can call in and I think you can call in and leave a message if you're listening to this show on the uh what do they call that? The you the 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 iPods? Yeah, if the you're podcast, iPod, podcast yeah, if you're iPoding this show, you can uh, call in and yell at the actually if you've had a couple too many tequilas and you're pissed because we can't give you the X dimension, you can call in right now and tell us what you think of this show. And then hopefully Ryan will call in. <laughs> I would say I would say you get to talk to Maddox, but he's not in tonight. He's out with he's out with disease. A disease? Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Monkey pox. No. Strep throat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Uh next question. Okay. Dimitri Oh, I apologize for the for, for this pronunciation. Uh as Azazello. Azazello. KTM 150 XCW TPI, mostly just trail ridden, and I really enjoyed it for that. Hard enduro type terrain, I expect to struggle with it, but so far seems, so far some things it does okay. Some require using a different technique and only some of it really sucks at. 
Any tips, tricks, or recommendations for using a small bore two-stroke for gnarly stuff? By the way, crush suspension on it made a world of a difference versus stock for one sixty-pound rider. Oh, awesome, Dimitri. Uh, glad glad that crush stuff worked out. I'm I was really happy with mine. So, okay, some require using a different technique only, and some it really sucks at. So, I think the technique he's talking about is is sending it into stuff because (laughs) you just don't have the torque. You can't let the bike necessarily bog down. And when those small bore bikes come on the pipe, the the power ramps up pretty quick. It it ramps up quick and it also falls off pretty quick. And so it's, it's kind of, we call it the terminology in the motorcycle world is like, it's a little light switchy. It's on or off and really good riders are able to finesse it with the clutch but that's really hard on the clutch and it generates a lot of heat inside the motor, but you can't just kind of, I mean, a KTM 150 is so much better than older 125s. So, and, and with the fuel injection, the power band gets that much longer, but it's still, it's never going to be like a, a 254 stroke or a 300 or 252 stroke. I mean, the, the, the one thing that that KTM 200 had, was really good torque for such a light bike, but then KTM made a 300 that weighed the same thing. And now you can get uh, a ton. So it, I don't think that there's any, anything I'm trying to think if there's, you know, the, the problem with the light, the, the heavy flywheel, everybody says, go okay, get a heavy flywheel. The problem with that is as much as it, as it kind of helps give it some, some, some torque, some inertia at lower RPMs. It's also harder for it to get it to, to spin up. So that light switchy point also becomes a little more amplified in my world, but every once in a while adding that flywheel weight means it doesn't bog down as easy. So it, it, it's not going to have like torque, like a 300, but it won't fall off the pipe as much. The other thing that can really help is playing around with the power valve adjustment. And when you can, you can find a way to keep the power valve shut down more. And this is, this is like a kind of, it's a little bit dangerous because it it builds up heat as well. And they can start to detonate a little bit. And a lot of times on the small bikes, you don't hear them so much, but if you keep the power valve shut down a little more, the bike doesn't come on the pipe as much. And so it, it sort of bogs a little bit, you know, you're putting enough gas in there to make, you know, to make the power, but it doesn't want to rev up. So Dimitri, those are things I would say I, the easiest thing to do is flywheel. Cause just buy the little tool Enduro engineering makes a really nice little tool that you can go and, and try just adding quarter turns market and then, and then put it a turn in and try and see if you change it, then take it the turn out and go a turn out and see if you like it. Cause sometimes even having the power valve flop open really early, will also allow the bike to bog a little bit longer. So you're just trying to find that happy spot. I know KTM doesn't really recommend adjusting the power valve anymore because you can do some damage if you're not sensitive to it, but that'd be the first thing I try. Second thing I would try would be uh, flywheel weight. Of course, there's the obvious stuff. Gearing uh, makes a big, big difference. Uh, you know, finding the right gearing tire size in the rear makes a big, big difference. Because if you get a bigger tire, sometimes it, the bike resists revving up and coming on the pipe. Sometimes going to a smaller tire allows it to 
to rev up and come on the pipe. And that kind of goes hand in hand with the gearing. And then of course there's all these different, you know, pipe and muffler combinations, shorter and longer mufflers will probably be your, your best bet if you want to tune that way, but it's personal preference. Like sometimes the longer muffler actually makes the bike have more power, but it, it smooths it out over, um, over time. So yeah, lots of, uh, lots of options there for you. So hopefully, hopefully that helps, helps out. Dimitri, let me know after you try some of this stuff, let, let us know what you came back with. I always like to hear back. Yeah, from guys. definitely. Please do. All right. We do have a Mr. Trevor Hunter calling in via Zoom. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we, can we bring Trevor on? Yeah. Bringing him on right now. This is my first time having two people on a Zoom call on the show. So this will be. You're probably going to break the internets. Probably. We'll see here. So for those of you who don't know, Trevor Hunter is our cub reporter at uh, dirtbiketest.com. That's his finger. Usually, usually Trevor tells me I'm number one with one finger, but that's not what we're seeing right now. And Matt's that's trying to figure out how to get two things on the screen. There we go. <laughs> You're better at this now. <laughs> Trevor, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Number one, yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> it's usually the other side of the hand. It's the one in the middle. Oh, uh, okay. Next time. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, so what have you been up to? Uh, we've been riding some dirt bikes, riding some new ones, some old ones, and everything in between. So you can't talk about one of them that much, right? Maybe. Maybe embargo till what? Six o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. But no one listens. So. Okay. Hold on. Like, <laughs> oh boy. yeah, I did. I did a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I can make this show worse. Just give me some time. <laughs> so new, new uh, Kawasaki KX250. Yep. Yeah. They, uh, they made a lot of changes or not a lot, but some bigger changes to the motor um kernel stuff and then just revised suspension and the usual but mainly the motor stuff is a big thing this year so it's it's kind of the same bike but a lot of improvements yeah a lot larger the same platform just some kind of smaller internal motor like they updated the valves um heavier flywheel they like repositioned one of the fuel injectors just stuff like that all the stuff that I just told Dimitri to do to his uh, KTM 150. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, right on. Hey, when is Alpine Stars Ride Day? That is tomorrow. It's supposed to be 108 at Paris. Oh, Good. Wow. So should be lovely. Do they have uh, they have vented gear for you? Uh, they sent me some gear, and it looks kind of vented, but probably not vented enough for 108. Is it black? It's white. Yeah. Last year they gave oh, me all go. black stuff when I went yeah. to that intro. That's not good. So are, are you going to try to get, are you going to try to get Eli Tomac, Tomac on your uh, podcast? Yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'll get him on the show and then we'll, uh, get him to win 24 hour with us. Since we're oh. Going. oh, you're going <laughs> Yamaha. Yeah. You know, he's retired outdoor stuff. The guy likes to ride. I mean, it's probably the same weekend as the, the motocross of nations, right? Uh, weekend after, so oh, he's probably free. You might want to, yeah. 
might want to talk to him about that. He's kind of an endurance athlete. You know, he's got kind of yeah. good. I wouldn't see why he wouldn't do it. I'll, uh, I'll challenge him to a mountain bike race. If you win, if I win, he's on the team. If, if I Whoa. Lose, and oh, I don't know how that would go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my gotta, odds, but you know, no, you should go just go straight for uh, straight for his dad. Ooh, like, might, just try to win that, win that fight. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta keep that mountain bike thing in your back pocket. That's worked to your, your advantage a couple times. <laughs> it has. So what what else is on dirtbiketest.com, the website that I, I I own that I hardly check all the time? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> who who runs that thing? Uh, I don't know. You got your brother? You got your brother to run it yet? No, but we're actually we're working. He just moved up from a like a super mini or big wheel eighty five to a one twenty five. So something coming with that pretty soon here. The one twenty five. So is he cartwheeled it yet? Um, uh, keep keep the um counter going, Matt. Oh yeah. Don't worry, I got it, it's no, it's pretty high. No cartwheels yet. He's only ridden it, raced it one time at S Ray a couple weeks ago. It's no cartwheel yet, but it's coming. I know that. Did, did he put a hole in the head yet? Not yet. No. Okay. He doesn't ride hard enough to do that. Kind of sounds like he's better than you in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard to do, so I hope so. <laughs> but I think I'll uh I'll be riding R125 tomorrow night. So hopefully that'll Yeah, <sighs> it's, it's so they're doing it in the afternoon evening. Yeah, like 4 to 8 or 4 to 9 something like that. Cool. But it's still going to be hot. Yeah, I I I I'd like to come out, but I got I got like plumbing and like some framing work to do. It's, it's not looking out. good. Not looking good here. <laughs> Could be could be driving me to drinking, but I don't know. Hmm. With that, so so have you have you been helping Matt at all with this beginner rider stuff? Uh, I've been trying to help a little bit. He seems to be doing pretty good without my help. So okay, I tell him just drags him down a little bit. But everything, yeah, all his videos have been pretty good. Um, comparing. What CRF two fifty Fs to KTM three hundreds? That seems to be pretty, pretty good thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, did we cause? Did we cause some problems with that? Did we? Did we confuse some people? A little bit. I think. I think a lot of people felt like their their three hundred egos were attacked. Yes. Oh, I think a lot of people are very insecure. They also didn't watch the whole thing. They just no. collectively watched. So. Hey, we, we found out how to make a make an Instagram reel go go viral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know this. Maybe, maybe and then they, they all said I was an idiot. Right? Is that the best part of it? Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, Trevor, Trevor and I didn't get any blowback for for, for this. Even <laughs> I didn't even see it. I should I should go on the social media and check. My social media advisor didn't. Yeah, she's gonna go check it. Just don't make it out loud. Don't the internet's here. <laughs> There's lots, you're not, lots you're of not comments. Up, you're not charging up a battery and like wrecking the whole California grid, are you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I a bad person for charging my phone battery right now? I'm charging my car, my TV. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have an EV. Okay. So Trevor, why don't you stick on here and help us answer some of these questions? All right. Uh, Matt, we'll get to the next one. Okay. 
So this is going to be from, we'll, we'll stick with the chat. So from Victor Andra, uh, Andrade. Do they make seats for Africa Twins? I can't feel my farts after riding two hours, and those farts may become sharts if you don't feel. <laughs> you can never trust one. This, this is why Victor gets banned from Facebook every <laughs> once in a while. Yes, they, they, they actually, Victor, they make the, the, the fart finder seat. Uh, it's a special, it's a special one. It's probably got ribs. I don't know. You can, you can go on their website. It's a uh, seatconcepts.com. And I know they make seats for Africa twin and actually their adventure bike seats are really good. Cause they kind of, a lot of the manufacturers like to like to make ball crusher style seats. And, and by that, I mean, they want the seat height to be low and it rams your, your, your balls or your, your coochie if you're a female into the gas tank and it makes it uncomfortable. So they actually got a good, they've got a good system down there. Nice. Okay. Sorry. I was, uh, Trevor and I were, 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 were talking, you know, okay. Uh, NorCal Enduro rider is asking Jimmy, what bike would you put the LC four in? What bike? Repeat the question. What bike would you put the LC4 in? And he put this when we were talking about the 620. What bike would I put it in? You mean the engine? Yeah, yeah, like the engine. I wouldn't put it in a motorcycle. I'd put it in a chair that would vibrate and give you a massage. Oh, like like Fabio over here. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 more of a massage thing than a than a than a, an engine. Mhm. <laughs> That's a, that, that was a, that was a well unbalanced motorcycle. I raced two of them in Dakar. I know. <laughs> how, how, did, how So between the engines, how did that compare to the, to the BMW engines that you raced over there? Oh, no comparison at all. They made like a third <laughs> the horsepower and they vibrated like crazy. Hey, Jim Jarvis says the X dimension is the distance from the top of the piston to the top of the cylinder deck at top dead center. Hey, isn't that what I said? I believe so. As a guess? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, NorCal, I would, I, would, I would not put it in anything. It, you know, it was a, it was a good, good thing. Is the Seat Concepts hotline working, Greg M. asks? It is, and I just noticed he's in. We don't have a screener right now, and I was busy operating the oh, Zoom call. You were having a little side discussion with Matt, or with Trevor. Yeah. What were you yeah. what were you guys talking about, Trevor? Talking business. Was yeah. Matt trying to get the invite to the Alpine Stars intro? He was not, but No, I would I, I wish I could make it, but I got I got beginner bikes and other stuff to do here in Vegas. Yeah. All right. right so on. actually this is yeah, so Greg is in in here. I can't remember if it if 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 you can't hear him or if he can't hear you. There's there's one of these things here. So I'll bring it Okay, him on we'll find quick. out. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right, Greg, you are on the hot seat hotline. Welcome. Thank you guys. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. So Jimmy, can you hear him? Good. We can okay. hear Greg. I don't know if he can hear us. If if he can't hear us, just say I don't know what it, it sounds like Jimmy's <laughs> talking and I don't hear him. Which okay. means so my, he can't my hear question us. Is, I have a seat concept standard. I'm five six, and um, it's on a KTM three hundred. Uh, it's a little tall. Should I cut the foam and make it slimmer, or should I leave it 
and do something else, get a different seat, or... I, I want to know what type of riding is he doing, first okay. of all. So, so Greg, Jimmy was – so they can hear you. Uh, so, Greg, Jimmy was wondering what kind of riding are you doing? Uh, a lot of desert and some single track, but mostly desert. And, and so you, the problem with being 5'6 is you're having a hard time putting your foot on the ground, correct? Oh, so with five six, are you having being five six? Are you having a hard time putting a foot on the ground? Yes. <laughs> right. Stand stand up more. <laughs> hey, Trevor, how, how, okay, okay, hey, Greg. I think we I think we got your question. Why don't you go ahead and uh, and hang up, and then we'll kind of discuss this for a little bit. And okay. if we don't answer it, go ahead and give us a call back. And because uh, because the problem is is you can't hear us. Cause we're doing, we, yeah. if we had a better producer, I've, I've been okay. told we had a better producer, Trevor, that they would figure out how to make the callers hear what we're saying, even when we're remote yeah. on these zoom calls, but evidently. So, uh, Hey, yeah. Greg, th- thanks. Thanks a lot for calling. Uh, All right. Bye. All right. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. So, Later. so when, when, uh, when I always get the question about the seat height, when he said five, six and he had the standard seat on there, I go, okay, that's like a tall seat for me. And the reason I asked the type of riding was if you're doing like extreme enduro, then the seat height becomes kind of an issue. If you're doing any other type of riding, this includes like trail riding, single track riding, not extreme enduro. You got to do some pretty stupid stuff and you need to put your feet on the ground. Other than that, you don't want to put your feet on the ground. You don't want to, you don't want to put a foot. And if you do, you put a foot down one or the other. And at five, six, you have plenty of leg to touch the ground. Am I, am I correct, Trevor? I wouldn't say plenty of leg, but you have enough to get the job done. Okay. You, you would like more leg then. I mean, that wouldn't hurt, but I'm also. When, when, okay. So when you, okay. When you were racing or riding single track, when do you want to put your foot down? Um, the start of the race and the end of the race, or if I'm riding single track, when I'm stopping or starting, never when I'm okay. riding. Okay. So when you're just riding, you come to something technical and this is, this is what I'm glad you said. This. You don't want to put your foot down. You want to no. ride through it without putting your foot down. So, so it's, it's, but it's this kind of like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's where, that's where I always say, um, I think it says it on the back of my shirt. It says the best modification for your bike is a better rider. So aside from everything else, when you quit trying to put your feet on the ground, a lot of your problems go away, especially with short legs. And I know that I know that it's a confidence thing or whatever. So I I would be really careful about cutting seats or, or taking seats down because they, you know, when you, when you start cutting them, especially if it's not done by somebody who really understands it, you start building these pockets or you get an area where you get stuck and then you start noticing that that same rider likes to sit down all the time, you know, and, you know, cause then they can put their feet on the ground if they're sitting down. I can't even put my feet on the ground when I sit down on a motorcycle, I have to pick a side and, and use the foot peg on one side to put me over to the other side. And I'm five ten, So, so it's, it's a little bit of riding technique and a lot of, I would, I would really try to stay away from, from lowering the seat because then what happens is when you do sit down, sit, stand up, sit down, stand up, which you do have a lot of when you're trail riding, you're in the desert is that lower seat. It folds your knees a lot more and you get more tired. 
So you actually, by trying to make your bike more comfortable and easier to ride, you make yourself more tired and then you make more mistakes and you have to put your feet on the ground more and it's a bad circle. And I'm yeah. not as crazy as some of the other people that, that try to tell you different things like this. So. As a short guy, I agree with all that. Yeah. Thank you, Trevor. Right. That's really strange. You, you agreeing with what I say. <laughs> I Doesn't happen often. Heather's five, six. And she said the same thing. She just yelled at me. She goes, I agree too. Yeah. Stand up. Don't sit down or don't touch. Yeah. The yeah. 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 So hopefully, Hey, Greg, hopefully that helps. If we, if we didn't solve your problem or if the, if the problem requires deeper uh, uh, thought, call us back and we will, uh, we'll discuss it further and you can probably make me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> or make me hey, look Ryan, bad. <laughs> Ryan Hanna is back. I dared him to call in on the hot seats hotline too, but um, you need Ryan, you need to tell your story uh, about that KTM 620. I think everybody wants to know about this. I definitely do. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's on the agenda, Trevor? So. You're getting Eli Tomac for the 24-hour team. That's awesome. Uh, yep. I'll, I'll break that news on the Instagrams uh, pretty quick. Uh, anything else uh, Anything else we need to know about? Um, what else do we have? We, uh... that, was, that was two, Matt. You clicked that sucker twice. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the um counter. I'm just hey, going to put a lot. Oh, a lot. See, Trevor, when you're trying to sell advertising, that's a that's a pretty key thing. It could say somebody's brand name, the something something um counter, and you could tell them, "I am the best at delivering you exposure." <laughs> Guaranteed every time. Bump it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Uh, what else do we have? We have some Yamaha stuff going on, I guess. Um, that 450FX, we're working on getting that Cowie 450X. And then maybe trying from there to do like a 450FX shootout to go along with our play bike, um, trail bike shootout. And the, and the super awesome 250 cross country uh, shootout as well. Yep, 250 off road shootout that's already on the site. Uh, Cowie, the Cowie 250 intro, that'll be uh, that impression video and written. Here at Dirt Bike Test, that'll be up tomorrow, and yeah, some other cool stuff that hopefully no one else is doing. Hey, I've got a KLR 650 uh, impression test. That's uh, the video is all shot. I just need to edit it. So that's a, uh, you know, I, I I I did have a really somber experience in riding that bike. I I I was amazed at how many broken milk crates that the bike saw when we were riding along the road. It's just, it's just, it, it, it's like, you know how when you're driving, you see crosses and stuff like this. If you start riding a KLR, you start paying attention to how many broken milk crates you see out in the wild. So, uh, yeah. Hey, and breaking news. Uh, so on my ride a couple of weeks ago, I went riding for about six days or so straight. I rode a 2019, uh, KTM 300, by the way. And my buddy Dave wrote a brand new uh, 2022. It was a, right off the showroom floor, had six hours on it. And neither of us, our bikes, neither of our bikes grenaded or exploded on the entire ride. Not once. And I, and I, I submarine mine, by the way. So just, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so I do believe Ryan's in. We do have someone in the call. Oh, good. Let's take Ryan before we go to break and we'll get this yeah. story out of the way here. 
All Jimmy. right. I Hello, do. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. And I believe Jimmy and Trevor can hear you as well. This is Ryan, correct? Yes. Because I only see the I only see the the number. <laughs> Did I win the prize? Like I called in for the sweepstakes. Oh, the sweepstakes. Yeah, we we're no, we're giving no a free. Can you hear me still? Uh, I I can hear you. Jim, Jimmy's talking. <laughs> He's uh. But we're we're still working out the bugs with with this setup. <laughs> no, I'm happy to help. Well, the, I'm happy to help. Yeah. I can't hear anyone else but you. So. That's that's good, yeah. Matt. Tell tell him that the sweepstakes is um he gets to race me around the flat track i guess we'll put you in at area 61 all right so jimmy was saying uh the the sweepstakes is you get to race them at the flat track at uh, area 61 you got it you got it yeah. <laughs> i'm borrowing uh xr 100 though <laughs> just tell him not to break my uh don't break my femur or or any of my leg bones please uh, yeah, he, he knows. He knows a little yeah. too much. So, Matt, let him tell him tell him to tell the story about the uh, six twenty KPM adventure. So you're you're gonna have to relay because I can't hear anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm. He was. He was. So essentially, he wants you to tell the story about the KTM six twenty. So there I was, seventeen year old boy, dreams of off road racing in my future, and I have Jimmy Lewis as a mentor. We'll call it. And uh, he has these bikes for sale. One of them happens to be a rally bike lookalike that I had already spent an egregious amount of miles on and punished. And then uh, he he sells me this bike for a song and then tells me not to race it. So immediately, I think it can do the Nevada 1000. Makes it the first day kind of unscathed. A lot of parts fell off. Second day, the uh, gas cap fell off, I think. Or gas cap gasket fell off uh, because of a faulty pit crew maneuver. Uh, knocked the carburetor off the boot, sucked a bunch of sand in, and then now I have the KTM mechanic telling me it won't make it to day three. Day three, I uh, cartwheeled down the wash uh, again, and then uh, the bike finally seizes up, uh, doing about 95 miles an hour down a down a dirt road. And that was my first race ever. Thanks to Jimmy Lewis, had a perfect motorcycle. So 620 Adventure, folks. That is the <laughs> ultimate race bike. Okay, let me let me let me add uh, some stuff. So <laughs> good. Um, tell 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 Ryan to to uh, turn down his volume and turn up the turn up the feed. And it'll it'll catch up. He'll be he'll be watching on delay. Yeah. So so Ryan, are, are you able to put on put the show on, kind of like a, as in the background while you're on the call? Yeah, I, I don't know. You're all broken up again, but oh, now I'm breaking up. <laughs> His whole internet. So okay, tell him to hang tell him okay. to hang up on himself, and I'll I'll, I'll finish the story. And then and then like like usual. The technology on this show is just off the chart. So how many hours did you spend working on solving this problem? Me? Yeah. On this problem? You, well, you didn't think I, I was working on it, did you? No, I haven't really spent many hours on this because I wasn't sure if it was a problem that can be fixed. And I've been trying to fix the other problems here. And the other problem. uh, we, we weren't getting a whole lot of callers to make it as urgent as some of the other problems. How's my cat? Is my cat? I happy? did not. 
I did not see your cat today, oh. unfortunately. Last time I saw her, she was very nice. She oh, yeah. came she came and said hi to my mom and I while we were filming some stuff for the beginner shoot, for beginner right. shoot out. And uh, gave both my mom and I uh, allergic reactions <laughs> just oh, by being yeah. the present. Good cat, yeah. Good cat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we did get a wonderful shot of, of her butt. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, I got yeah. I got a collection. And, and, oh, you know, that, that's up on my that's up on my uh, grinder account, by the way. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Is this brown eyes? <laughs> yeah, my brown eye collection. <laughs> you, you, you're looking for someone with nice brown eyes. Let me, let me, let me get back to Ryan's story here on this. See, I, I forgot about what caught on fire, and it wasn't the bike. It was actually his nut, because when he did a quick, he did a stop, a fuel stop, and the, like the gasket fell out of the gas cap, and they put it back on. And this thing had a big giant tank, and it just kept splashing gas. And it, it went on his nuts and those lit on fire. So I think he had a big problem because of that. That was, that caused a lot of problems during his race. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure why it locked up exactly, but I, I think it probably had something to do with not having the, enough oil in it. Uh, it's usually what happens, but that was, that bike, I told him don't race this thing. Cause it's just, it was just a problem waiting to happen. I had a lot of miles on it. It was a, I think it was a, it was another cycle world magazine, uh, long-term bike that I put way too many miles on it. And yeah. It was one of the few bikes I ever sold, but good riddance <laughs> vibrator. So a good, yeah. Good to talk to you, Ryan. We'll see you out at the flat track for your um, no expenses included uh, trip out to front Nevada where you can sleep in the dirt and race flat track with me, but you have to water the track. <laughs> After being, well, does, does he already have the training to water the track or would he need to go through the Jimmy Lewis track watering course? You mean where I yell at you cause you didn't do it right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I say course, and oh. per, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. generous use of the word course. Also, there's, there's <laughs> flies in your studio, Jimmy. Oh, really? Well, not okay. I think there's just one, but it could be a wasp. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> if it was a wasp. If it was a wasp, I'd already be out of here. It makes the show interesting. <laughs> right. I thought you were going to change your shirt. Hey, we got to We got to take a commercial break here. Yeah, I'll come back with and a new shirt then. Trevor, are you going to stick, stick around for Roost Nando? You got time there? You got to do some training. Sure, I do. I have a I have a user submitted question though for for you specifically. Okay, we'll do this right after the uh, after the commercial break, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you in a couple minutes here. So, hey, watch these commercials. Support the companies that support us. It uh, it really helps us keep going, and we they wouldn't be sponsors in the show if we didn't like what they were selling. So, hit it, Matt. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and after 
aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. One. And we're back. Welcome back to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Oh, apparently my, my camera is frozen on the Zoom call there. Okay. Well, so, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. No, we're fine. No, it's all good. It's, it, it, Zoom doesn't like my camera, but the podcast, but, you know, the podcast doesn't mind my, the other important software doesn't mind my camera. So, all is well. Okay. Well, we are getting close to that segment. Everybody's favorite segment, uh, Rooster Endo. This is where you send us a picture of your bike and you tell us about the modifications that you've done to your bike. And maybe, no, just tell us what you've done to it. Send us a good picture of your bike because I get kind of picky about this stuff. And then we will tell you what we think of it. And if, if you're our favorite one of that night, for some particular reason, you will win a $100 gift certificate to Takamoto. That's takomoto.co. You can get pretty much anything you need for your motorcycle there. And it's a, a good resource. Uh, Taco Mike does a lot of informative videos on the modifications, really, especially catering towards the KTMs, the Huskies, uh, the gas gases, but he's also getting into other makes and models as well. So, uh, Trevor, before the break, you said you had a cool question that was directed at me. Yeah, they may be calling in, so we'll push that off a little bit. Oh, okay. wait, they're calling in? Oh, I, I shut down the line. Oh. oh. Well, then maybe maybe you're going to have to translate the question. So tell tell your dad to just come in and stand behind you and ask the question. No, no, no. <laughs> Way better than anything he could ask. <laughs> did, did you guys get your wheel thing figured out? Did 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 the did the super top secret wheel setup with moose and other stuff? Did that did that go any place? I, I I reverted back to tubes for this weekend, and I got a flat. So no, <laughs> anyway. I told you who to talk to and what to do about it, and it'll go away. All the problems will go away. I'll get on that. I've been slacking. I'll get on that. Everybody thinks that I just talk to hear myself talk. Okay. And I know you think the same thing and especially your dad thinks that, but it's actually, some of it is actually decent uh, information. You can ask a couple people. You've given me a lot of good bike setup tips and advice. So I haven't completely lost my trust in you. Then how come you don't work on this wheel problem thing? I don't know. I'm lazy. Mm. I'm a millennial. I don't want to put that much work in. I learned a lot about millennials 
I learned a lot about millennials on coast to coast AM the other night. <laughs> yeah. Drove really late. I listened to the radio. The radio is that thing that used to be in the center of your car and you turn it on and like music would come out. This? No, no, that's, oh. your that's, oh, that's okay. your camera, Trevor. He just held up an iPhone and wondered what it was. So <laughs> that's the thing you put on your bike that tells you your heart rate. Okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. So, okay. Uh, so we're going to get this call. I see Matt working on the, getting the call center set back up. Call center. Yeah, hot seat hotline is back up, but there, there yeah. is one thing that Trevor mentioned that I, I did want to ask about. So you got you mentioned heart rate and I've heard there's a little bit of debate about the, the chest monitor versus the wrist monitor. Is the chest monitor actually more accurate or is it kind of meh? They're both, they're both accurate. I'm not, uh, I'm not a super trainer, like smart person at all, but I do have, I would do wear like a, a chest strap when I'm like rising. Mm -hmm. And then I wear this like whoop band thing that tracks me all day. Okay. And the chest strap, it's usually really close, but the, like the average is usually pretty close, but the max is always seems to be more accurate on the chest strap. Okay. Wrist whatever reason but i don't know i don't know the science behind that matt, matt that's right. different than the collar that i have to wear on my ankle <laughs> right right well you know when you kept putting the your your cat's ass on the grinder they had to come crack down on you eventually yeah i only send those pictures to george but then yeah <laughs> that's how it works hey uh so i think we want to make sure that we have a little more volume on the, uh, on the zoom call when it comes in so we can hear this. Yeah. But I think oh, you don't think I want to hear the zoom call. Maybe it's better that I don't hear it. Wait, the zoom call. Or the, you mean the phone call, the phone Two call. Yeah, the phone, okay. Sorry. The phone call. Yeah. Hey, well, this, you is know, why you, I, this is why I don't run the show. This is why I just answer the motorcycle questions. You know, I was trying to, come like bring this all around to make a joke about how like the, you know, millennial and radio thing that you were alluding to, but oh, you'll I, work I, on I, it. my, my, my brain's doing so many things at once. I, I can't necessarily form my, my joke here. Well, that's okay. So Brent B said on your KLX two thirty R S impression, great review guys. I didn't realize those were EFI. He's looking forward to the next update. Yeah. Did you allude that there's going to be another update on that bike? Yes in the comparison okay. oh in the full comparison okay yeah yeah I, I was i was thinking of taking those things out and getting more super rad awesome footage did mm -hmm. anybody see i went on this thing called instagram the other day and i i saw a photo of me getting super rad on a yamaha xt225 Cero. i think i tagged trevor in it did you see oh, that yeah. trevor i'm yeah i saw that oh that, yeah that, that's what you got to do on these, these beginner bike things. Everybody can put them around and drag their feet on the ground and do right. a little burnout. But if you want to get stylish, so if you're wondering, you can follow me at in my, what, what's my Instagrams. Thank it's just Jimmy dirt Tom. bike test. at Jimmy test dot Instagram dot Lewis something. I'm pretty sure you're just at uh, Jimmy dot Lewis. I think it's underscore Jimmy underscore Lewis, but I don't even remember where it was, but I saw it. Chris Holtner posted that. He was our guest on last week's show. Yeah, which is a really, really good show. Everyone should go watch it if they, or listen to it if they haven't already. Yeah. I'm sorry I can't live up to, to what he brought, but I'm trying. 
it's it's easy, Trevor. Look, I wasn't I I wasn't very smart. I just like I want to get on the cover of a magazine. And and in in all honesty, so when I was doing that stuff on the play bikes, that's where I started. Like I didn't get to go test the CR two fifty and the KX two fifty like you pretty ponies that get to go to all the awesome intros. I had to start out by driving from Ventura all the way down to Torrance to pick up a uh, back then a CRF. No, it wasn't even CRF. It was a XR two fifty or something like that. And then I have to drive it all the way up to to high torque offices, and then we'd have to drive all the way to someplace else because nobody wanted to do that crap. And then I'd have to drive down to Yamaha and pick up the XT two twenty five Cero, and I drive out. But I knew if I went out and got banging photos on those things, eventually I would get to test the YZ one twenty five. It didn't just show up. <laughs> in my brother's truck and all of a sudden I'm riding the raddest bike out there, you know? So where's your, where's your brother? Can I kick him in the nuts right now? Verbally? He's playing video games, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So you don't just get he that, that bike, if that bike isn't washed and polished to a T before the next time it gets photoshot, like he's getting banned. We're going to give it to some other poor disabled kid. Actually, I had to yell at him. I had to yell at him today because he, uh, we're dropping this one off and then he's going to pick up a different one to buy. And he did a terrible job washing it. So. Ooh. Yeah. Right after, right after I yelled at him, he asked for a free gear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is, see, there's a new generation coming. I think they're kind of, they're calling them uh, generation a, uh, I think stands for assholes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right after it's, it, they start right after COVID. So he's a little old for that. But anyways, I feel bad for the, for the, whatever the last generations is because they're all confused, but yeah, keep, keep whipping them in shape. And like, how did you get a better one than that? Why is he That thing was tight. Uh, because no, we, uh, we actually ride our bikes and I guess another magazine didn't ride their bike. At all. So it's oh, like, okay. Brand, brand new. <laughs> right. Cause that one, that, that bike was good. That thing ripped. Yeah, I'll let oh, you. Know. Okay. okay, are we uh, work? Are we working on the call, Matt? Uh, I'm not getting any phone calls coming in. He's okay. scared to call in, but oh, it doesn't come in the last forum. But he's <laughs> <laughs> see you, you, you chickens. Hey, another another thing. Uh, Beta X Trainer video impression. The J Thumper says, "Yep, I'm in my mid 40s, and I've noticed that I'm leaving my CR450X in the garage." and taking out the old XR250 more often these days. I think this bike would be a perfect single trap weapon for my out of shape ass. And I think he's right. If you're if you're riding the XR250 cuz it's more fun, like nimble, easier to move around and stuff like that, that beta will blow you away. And and that's like beta doesn't want any doesn't want us to call it a beginner bike. You know, they don't want us to, they, they literally like, don't call it a beginner bike. Don't call it a chick bike because I think it's mostly because it gets these tags put on it by people that supposedly know better. But I know a lot of old dudes like Mojave Bob is going to buy that X trainer that's in there. Cross trainer. I mean, so is he there by the way? He didn't even show up. No, nah, as soon as he found out it was just me, I, I wasn't cool enough to carry a, carry the show for the carry his attention yeah no it is just me tonight in in the studio it's very lonely it's a little little dark i'm a little scared you know something might pop out yeah 
It's a Just dangerous place out there. So uh, Derek Homewood says, I put a smart carb on his. Made a huge difference, even more power, and didn't leak fuel like it did with the stock carburetor. You know, that's uh, that's something we should actually, I don't have an experience. I've used the Electron before, but I've never used the smart carb. They're kind of based on the same theory. Uh, that wouldn't be a bad thing to uh, to actually test. They say it's like fuel injection with the carburetor, and I would like to be the guy that uh, tells you whether it is or it isn't. Do you like the performance of, with the Electron carb? No. Nope. Okay. I've ridden one bike. Oh, too smooth. Yeah. It, it okay. really, it, 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 it just lost all of its hit, like more so than a, than a fuel injected bike, because it was like, I, I want to say a fuel injected bike is very precise where the, where the electron was like, was like so lazy. It was really smooth. And I usually like really smooth, but I also, when I want response, I want response. And it was, it was, um, like that so not my not my cup of tea i don't i don't want to say it was good or bad but for me it, was, it wasn't what i preferred so so i think the smart car the same way i i and that that the cross trainer i think well matt can tell i haven't ridden it since i adjusted the float level but i think that would uh that'll help the the fuel disappearing issue <laughs> yeah unfortunately i've just been doing a lot of the beginner stuff with it I haven't, I need to go take it out for a real ride. Uh, have, you had to, have you had to put gas in it? Yeah, I had to put gas in it, but, but before I started doing all the beginner stuff, not since, since then though, like it's done three beginner classes and I think it's at half of a tank. Yeah. So it's, it's doing better. Yeah. Yeah. I think for the intended audience, the, 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 you know, once you set the float level, you know, I think ours was just misset and it just leaked all the time. It was anytime it would hit a bump, it would drip a little bit. If it leaned over a little bit, it would drip a little bit, which is an indication of the float being too high. Mm -hmm. So, And the last time I, I, I wrote, I did take it out for just a quick little video shoot with Logan, actually. And it was it was running fine. Yeah. No, it never ran. It never had a problem with the way it ran. It just, mm -hmm. you know, just fuel economy was kind of, it was kind of garbage. Hey, uh, so you're, so your friend that's scared to call in, uh, can we, can we back bill them for the extra $2 and 30 cents it costs to fire up the. Don't be a cheap ass. Uh, don't be uh, a cheap ass. <laughs> huh? He does work for us for free. So I don't know if we can bill him. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, if he, okay. if he works for dirt bike test, we could also send him the zoom link. I don't oh, think he God. wants to be, he's just too. <laughs> thing right now. Got it. But well, okay. should we, I think we should move on to maybe move. Actually, there's one more, there's one more thing in the show notes. So I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll ask the question from the show notes. Okay. And then we can move on to Rooster Endo from there. So this is from the uh, Tenere 700 vlog from 8XXRC. Thanks for sharing your settings. I'm surprised you're using even less preload on the rear. I weigh roughly 85 kilograms in full gear and had to go up to 20 clicks counting from the softest setting i.e zero preload and achieved 30 percent sag maybe i misunderstood how you said it so here's here's how i set it on adventure bikes i don't measure i don't really ever measure the the sag i don't do it like a competition bike so the way i said it was i took off and i went riding and i said damn this is too you know it was sacked out a little too much so i just reached under there and just started cranking the knob 
and literally cranked it all the way stiff because that's what I did at the intro. And that was actually, it was actually too stiff. It was a little bit too much preload. It made the bike dance around a little bit much. So I went back in there and started backing it off and I just backed it off until it felt right. So I'm doing it more on feel than clicks and numbers of settings. So I want to say I'm five or six stiffer than where, where it was standard. And I don't know if I, if I, counted where it was standard because it's just almost on almost every adventure bike i run them at max preload uh max spring preload and this one i haven't had to which actually means it's pretty pretty close but i could see in 85 kilos that's kind of where i'm at in weight uh so it it kind of depends on what you're trying to achieve by the by the preload setting and for me what i like to do is i, I like the bike to have a balanced feel and I use that to kind of adjust the front to, to rear balance as well as to get the, the bike to ride a little bit higher in the shock stroke, which just allows it to be softer and a little bit more supple. I don't use the spring preload to kind of correct for bottoming. I use my the speed that I ride the motorcycle to dictate when the bike bottoms because you're not going to make that go away with spring preload. So hopefully uh, that helps you out. 8XXRC. It's an interesting name. So let's get into uh, our favorite segment. Roost We're, or Endo. Yeah, brought to you by tacomoto.co. Uh, this is where Trevor Hunter tells you whether your bike roosts or endos, endos, and he decides whether you get a $100 gift certificate from Tacomoto to help your bike or hurt your bike, depending on how you spend that money. Did my submission get in this week? It isn't. Yeah, your submission did get put in. Oh, it did. So, if you so have I a submission, isn't don't we have to have a disclaimer that you can't win if you're uh, if you're uh, what do we call you an employee, well, <laughs> an independent contractor, uh, uh, slave? We'll, we'll go ahead. And we'll you know we'll start off with Trevor. We'll start off with Trevor. So this way, Jimmy can we there can we see go. what Jimmy thinks of the photo. Indentured because servitude. We know how we know how picky is with photos. All right. Whoa. It's really big on my screen here. I've worked with some of the best photographers in the world. Okay. All right. So this is from Trevor Hunter. It's the 2023 KX 250. No modifications, which makes it perfect for Jimmy. I like that. I like stock bikes. Uh, The light is pretty good. It's a a little, little harsh. I would have kind of turned it to the side just a tad. But uh, much better than most of the photos that we get, Trevor. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, obviously, did you shoot it with a phone? I did. <laughs> On this photo, I did shoot it with the phone, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so you can't talk about this bike. I can say one thing. Okay. So good. The Pro Circuit team was out there on their yep. 22s. And I still couldn't beat Joe Shimoda, even though I was on 23. <laughs> so I don't know if the bike is all that good, but he had you, pro stickers on his fork. So he must've had magic suspension or something. Right. Wait, I saw, didn't, uh, wasn't, uh, uh, wasn't Jason Anderson out there also? Yeah. He jumped on one for a little bit. Could you beat him? I was close, but I didn't want to embarrass him for Paula. So I kind of backed her down a little bit. 
Really? Oh, so I would have. I, I got a clip of me in front of him. <laughs> I would have. I would have untucked my jersey, and then just got all like let my legs fly all over the place. I would have rode like Gordon Ward. I would have. I would have used all the, the 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 techniques that Gordon Ward taught me. And I would have sent it after Jason Anderson. I could only dream of doing that. <laughs> like him, I didn't grow my hair out a little bit first, and then. Right. God, I would be scared of being on the truck with Jason Anderson. I don't know what, what happens tomorrow. if uh, what happens so, if, he, if he's on the inside of you and then turn. So tomorrow morning at six a.m., you're going to let us know how you think about this bike. I'll let you know if it roosts or if it endos. Okay, so go to dirt bike test. Actually, set your alarm clock. And the good thing is you can get up and you can turn your computer on and you're not going to be during a flex alert out here in California where you're going to crash the whole grid because you wanted to read a bike impression on the internet. And watch a video. And watch a video. Oh, you got a video done too. You got both. Is it is it like a lot of GoPro footage of just GoPro? No, we have like old professional film guys out there. Whoa. Nice. That's incredible. We didn't pay for it, but someone else did. So. Did the, did the, did did the test rider do what I do and like kind of stick his butt out to the side a little bit when he went over the jumps? A lot of that. <laughs> That's all we did. That's all we did for the camera was butt whips. Butt whips, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've, I, I, if you look at that, okay. So if you look at that picture of me in that Yamaha Cero, that's a, that bike is actually pretty straight, but I butt whipped the hell out of that thing. I didn't and notice I that. I butt whipped so much. I had to turn the handlebars, <laughs> you know, but you had a good photographer to kind of pull it off. Right. Yeah, it's always it good. I can't do that. Good photographer helps everything. So, so uh, yeah, you're kind of middle of the road bike. until we see the video. Yeah, middle of the road. Okay. So, Trevor, I know you can't talk about it, but how does it compare to the 250X that I rode at Glen Helen? Uh, uh, that 250X, you rode it. Oh, um, another um. <laughs> it, uh, it roosts pretty good. The um counter brought to you by who, Trevor? By me. By Dent Doc. 1-800-DENT-DOC.com. Yeah, if you if you got a dent in your car, you can dial one eight hundred Dent Doc, and you'll get in touch with Trevor's dad, and he'll tell you that maybe they can fix it or maybe they can't. Uh, I, I don't know. I might learn to pull some dents. So if anyone wants to donate, that. <laughs> hey, I, I, I have a little dent in my in my uh, mom car's door that it could. I got a be. whole I got a whole truck that you can practice on, Trevor. It's sitting yeah. in my driveway right now. I see like, that. You, need, you need practice dimples. That's the name of my truck. Dimples like needs a lot of love. All right, I'll be right over. I'm pretty sure. I, why do I have this feeling that Dimples has this their uh, the aerodynamics of a golf ball? Because it does. Yeah, I want to fix those sense, Jimmy. That's what, that, that's <laughs> what that's what Hale does for a truck like that, and it really helps out my pocketbook. So, <laughs> hey, when you see me driving up in some bling bling truck like with those other magazine guys with their bling bling rims and special tires and all that stuff like that, then you guys can ask me for a raise. So now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make your own money. Uh, yeah. Working on it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this next submission is from Brian, uh, uh, Niesle. This is a 2008 KX 250 F. 
only uh, only mod was a pro circuit exhaust, so he could probably run with Joe Shimoda, unlike oh. Trevor. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only mod. This is his picture. That's that that bike. One hundred percent is roosting. It's oh yeah, well, a lot of roost. <laughs> a lot of roosting. It was funny because I, I I saw this one on the on the internet, and I texted him back and said, "That's definitely not a Paul Buckley photo." And it does it does look a little bit like Southwick, but <laughs> it's not. Looks like a river somewhere. That's like the local sand pit. It looks like hey, I'm gonna go with like, man, that's like Jersey or Michigan. I don't, I don't know which, but I'm guessing either. I'm going, I don't know. It's interesting because there's, there, I'm looking at the bushes, which gives me a little bit more Jersey if they're down by some sand pit, like where the, where they, where they, the cranberries, they grow the cranberries down there, which has nothing to do with this motorcycle or this picture or anything. But I'm it, like, what happened that, we post a picture of a Kawasaki mat and all of a sudden all we get is Kawasaki. Yeah. Products. We got multiple Kawis. Yeah. So these people are riding the wrong color bike. They need to be riding the blue one. Do you have something to tell them? Well, I would tell them that if they wanted to make the switch from green, from green to blue, they'd probably be better off. You know, they'd probably have good luck with the UYZ four stroke models because they're designed for motocross riders. They're driven to dominate. They're uh, they're built for victory. You can go. You can learn more going to YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2023. The YZ450 and YZ250F bring the performance with power for, with powerful four-stroke engine, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. Look for a full factory ride. Both the YZ450 and 250F come with the exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics package. And you can take the precision tunability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit yamahamotorsports.com today and find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone. Okay, don't don't fall asleep when you're reading that next time. Well, it's because I realized I was like going way too fast. And then I'm like, oh, I got to slow down. And I slow down I'm like, oh. Because I'm thinking that this, this guy right now, what's his name again? This is uh, Brian. Brian right now is thinking, well, I can put monster graphics on it and then it's a little closer to being a pro circuit, but there's no way he's going to have the power tuner app. He no. can actually, he can get the power tuner app. This is what's pretty cool. Like Yamaha doesn't want to discriminate. So they let anybody have the power tuner app and you can point it at your bike all day long. I don't care whether it's a red one or a green one or a, or an orange one, you can point it at it and you can make maps and stuff. It just won't work. Not like yeah. the Yamaha. So well, power tune app, one of the best things about the Yamaha YZ four-stroke line. It really wouldn't work for the 08 KX250F because that's carbureted, right? Uh, yeah, it, would, yes. and it doesn't work on green things. Yeah. But this guy's sending it. I like, I like the fact I like that he's, he's roosting. I, I would hope that he got his girlfriend to shoot the photo, not his mom, Matt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well. And... Uh, yeah, send it. I I like the fact that he's roosting. Since he's roosting, he's roosting. Yeah, no, this is this is one of my one of more one of the better photos submitted. I mean, the lighting could be a little bit better, but I like the action shot. Yeah, I don't know if I can see the pro circuit pipe, and if he is running a front discard, if if he has it hidden in there, I can't see it either. And he didn't even have to go out of his way to hide it. So roost, right? Well, it is a motorbike, so I don't know if maybe putting. 
the metal, the billet aluminum front discard. I would, I would think it would actually be more effective for a motorbike because you know you never know what kind of carnage you can get into and like those pileups <laughs> and stuff. Right. If you if you if you have to ram somebody, give a little like, bit more I mass always, there if you ramming it. Well, yeah, and I would be a little careful about like the way I sent it into the guy if I didn't have a discard. But if I had a discard, like I knew that that whole uh, it's on the let's see throttles on this side which means a break. So I can go into the left. I can hit somebody in a right-hand turn with my left side of my bike and just right. demolish them with my discard. So did Michael Lussie <laughs> have a front discard when he rammed Brock Tickle? You think? Most likely. No. Yeah. No. A classic one. He just had a bad attitude. Uh. <laughs> I can tell you some Michael Lussie stories. <laughs> I feel like that. I'd actually be sure. interested in hearing those. Please share. Well, they, 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 they involve booger flicking and, and punk little kids. God. Uh, yeah. Just somebody, somebody has to uh, just, I'll just leave it there. And somebody has to remind me on another episode and I'll bring it up. Oh, it's, it's going on the next show notes. <laughs> okay. Cause all I know about the mm-hmm. is from another show that goes on in this, in this region. Yeah, I, 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 so I grew up racing with Tony Alessi, his dad, when he was the fastest 125 novice at Indian Dunes without any, there would, there would be no discussion that Tony was the fastest 125 novice because he also wrote for Cycle News. And so you wondered why they have really awesome pro races. Like, I mean, guys like Johnny O'Mara and Jimmy Hawley and all these like legends in, in my day were banging bars on Friday night motocross at the international track at Indian dunes and you get the cycle news. And it was about the 125 race that Tony Alessi won. <laughs> 125 novice race. Hey, but that's the power of the pen. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I like Tony. I get along. I get along with him. Great. And I've got along with Mike really well. And, but I do have some stories. Nice. Just like that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Tony didn't uh, like me because, because I, I weighed about 110 pounds, 120 pounds when I move up to the 125. Mm-hmm. And I started ripping hole shots. He had his YZ125, and I was on a KX125, and I would rip hole shots and in the 125 novice class and win. And he didn't like me. And then, and then, of course, if you got second, he didn't write about that race. Then he wrote about like, you know, Goat Brecker and and uh, you know, uh, Kenny Zart and those guys winning the 500 Pro class. And like, I'm like, well, I won the 125 novice class. I thought that was the hot class of the Dunes on Friday mm-hmm. night. <laughs> we don't talk about racing unless it involves you, so let's move on. Selective. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So this next submission is from Jake Bozarth. It's a 2008 KLX 140. It has had the oil changed exactly twice since 2008. This bike thrives on neglect, is modded with an FMF exhaust and bailing wire. My kids say this bike is a big time roost. Dude, that's four dudes. Like, and 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 Jay, it's Jake. Jake, yeah. Well, it's it's Jake, and it looks like his kids on the bike. Yeah, Jake and his kids, and Jake's the big guy there. Yeah, uh, Jake doesn't leave them a whole lot of room on the seat, and he's got four dudes on that bike. Of course, wear your helmets, kids, when you ride around. But we know mm-hmm. this isn't running right now. This is a stage stage photo, safety first. And what is it with two thousand eight Kawasaki's? I don't know. Apparently, they're just popular. You know, this just you know, shows it's because you- it was the best year for the KLR. This just shows you that the, the 
algorithm that 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 determines our fate on the social medias and stuff just went all Kawasaki this week. Mm-hmm. So all you people with Kawasaki's that are now watching the show, you probably should go get a Yamaha because uh, Yamaha uh, sponsored the show as well as a seat concept seat. You want to get your bike modded at Takamoto, get some Scott sports goggles, some climb gear, DVC sprockets, of course, trail tech can set you up with some gauges Fast Company Flex Handlebars. Use the code Jimmy15 to save at checkout because the sale ended yesterday, but I bet you the code might still work. And if it doesn't, uh, email Trevor and have him fix it. And then uh, Bulletproof Designs. So uh, all those things. I I like a family that all rides on the bike with dad. Mm-hmm. Like we used to do three dudes. I had my buddies called the Dylan Brothers and we used to do three dudes on a bike. We'd go, we'd go to the Hill Climb Hill, Competition Hill at night. When everybody was, you know, drag racing and stuff, and we'd pull up on an XR six hundred with three dudes on it and smoke everybody. <laughs> I have video. Remember those videos you want to see? Yeah, no, the, I hope you're. I hope you're bringing those back to Perump. Uh, Which Trevor? I, did you hear about this? I did not. No, uh, I, Jimmy. Jimmy inspired the Krusty Demon guys, <sighs> and he has the videos of this. I have videos before Krusty Demons, but they wanted my videos. Were you doing like backflips or something? Or no, this there wasn't there wasn't backflip had not been considered yet. Just crazy shit on motorcycles. <laughs> it's not even crazy anymore. Yeah, Heather just said it's not even crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I saw a video of the first ever freestyle competition in California and it was just it was, it was by today's it was standards, Vegas. it was just a goon ride. It was in Vegas. The first ever freestyle competition was in Vegas. I was there. Oh, really? Yep. So was Travis Pastrana. I was there too. Yeah. I oh. I had a camera. It shot film. <laughs> I have photos of it <laughs> someplace. Wow. Yep. But anyway, back uh, to this 2008 KLX 140. I think it's roosting because you know this bike is getting passed down from you know, his, his oldest kid down to his youngest. Every one of those kids is going to have a blast on that bike. Uh, that's, that's awesome that the kids get to go out and ride their bikes and stuff. Uh, yeah. Super cool. Looks mm-hmm. the, and, and man, you can't replace those smiles. So that's, no. that's a hundred percent roost. Yeah. The kid smiles is why I like teaching beginner riders. So yeah, go to Jimmy Lewis com and uh, click on the online courses there. And, uh, hey, we got a newsletter coming out this week. We're going to announce our classes, so we've been dying to know when our classes are. Oh, and my, my classes, too. Yeah, your classes are going to get announced, too. Yeah, I'm excited about that. All right, so this thing roosts, right? Yes. All right. Sorry, Trevor. I, did, were we, was it a roost for you as well, Trevor? Big roost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Evidently, Kawasaki's roots. They're trying to pay us or something. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so this is going to be the last one of the night. So this is Jim Garbus. So this yeah, is Jim, a twenty. 20- yeah, he's the one that told me what the X dimension was. Yeah, yeah, and he's breaking okay. the Kawasaki trend here. So this is a twenty eighteen oh. Husqvarna TE two fifty. On it is a JD jetting kit, enduro engineering handguards, enduro engineering rear rotor guard, an enduro engineering seat, as well as rear brake pedal tip, 
An OB linkage guard. Bulletproof Designs radiator guards would be like those. Trail Tech temp gauge. DDC mm-hmm. rear sprocket. Fast Company RR brake pedal return spring. Astra off-road Chris Birch bend bars. IRC VE33S rear tire. That's the Vulcan Enduro for those that don't know. Bridgestone X30 front, three millimeter HD tubes, and no front rotor guard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I that's a that's a very well set up machine. Yeah. I hate I hate to say it. I mean there's 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 some stuff that's uh you know it's a little different than uh what I run, but he's running a lot of the good stuff that I know of, but I, I can tell a man that knows how to set up a, a, a bike to his needs. And he knows what, I, I just wonder if his X distance is correct. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, someone else, Mark Daniels also told us to check the, check the base gasket thickness with a calipers, which is exactly how I do it by the way, which is mm-hmm. great advice. Cause I probably completely left that out because I wasn't measuring it with my, my construction tape measure. That, that has like, you know, a 16th and an eighth written on the side because I don't know which is which, you know, I don't know what five sixteenths is and all that. So I have to, I have to have the dummy, the dummy one. Um, so as as you're not breaking out like the ruler from elementary school. I think you're fine. I have that still. Oh, nice. This bike, Bruce. Yeah. What year is it? 2018. So no carburetor, no carburetor. Full yeah, carburetor. it has a JD carb tuning thing on it yeah oh wait no it has oh as a jd so it's fuel injected then no no it's oh, it's it's the jd jet kit oh he has a jd jet kit it's almost yeah. like fuel injection yeah it's mm-hmm. like it yeah <laughs> so can i listen to that music too heather on the podcast <laughs> it's okay okay so we're gonna this one roost right yeah it's pretty nice yeah bruce a rooster really nice lord here (laughs) that that music there was all right super relaxing sorry yeah no it's okay we're trying to do a podcast in your house it's okay you're in my house so who do we have winning winning this week i i deflect to trevor Ooh, pressure's on yeah um, they win. Um, um wins. Um, um counter um, brought to you by winner. Trevor Hunter, winningentertendentdoc.com. <laughs> does the the winner gets a Takamoto gift card? $100 right? Takamoto gift certificate. Does it matter if they don't have a bike to buy stuff for? Uh, you can pick whoever you want. Wait, you you can't you can't pick yourself. No, no, I'm picking myself. But a lot of Kawasaki's in there. I don't know if Takamoto makes Kawasaki parts. They, they, have, they, uh, they have tools they, and stuff. Like, all, Yeah, they have tools, all kinds of okay. stuff, lots of things. If, if you like riding dirt bikes, Takamoto has something for you. It doesn't just need to be KTM, EXE stuff. There you go. That, that's your ad right there for Takamoto. If you there like you go. Takamoto has it. Uh, let's go with... Uh, the family guy with the KLX. Okay. I like that too. I, I, I can get behind I, that pick. 
<laughs> I haven't seen four smiles like that in a long time. And uh, usually, usually when we see, you know, actually, we don't actually see the picture. You don't see their faces in the picture, but I know when I talk about their bike, there's a lot of frowns. So it's nice to see some smiles on this segment. It's, it's, it's really refreshing. And the, the Takamoto will have something. They have graphics kits and different things. And I'll bet you there's more dirt bikes in that family. I bet you, he, he, I, I would be willing to bet that there is some bike that, that would really uh, have a, you know, you can get hand guards for that, that thing. And when those kids start dropping it on the ground, get some nice wraparound hand guards for that thing from Takamoto.co. There you go. And then you don't, then you save the money on levers and that hundred dollar gift certificate turns into a $500 gift certificate by the time you're done. Like All trying to save you money here. Try. Trying to save you money and make you a smarter motorcycle person. More informed consumer. That's correct. That's what we're all about. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, that was, so I just need to say it for the RSS feed. So that was Jake. Uh, Bozarth. Yeah, go ahead and email me at matt at jimmylewisoffroad.com and we'll get you set up. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Thanks for for sending that in. That was last minute. Hey, we do need some more submissions for Rooster Endo. So if you want to have your bike considered, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. See, you you can win with a KLX 140. We don't discriminate here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just don't take a picture of it in the back of your truck after you, you know, when you don't take a picture of your buddy's bike in the back of the truck and claim it's yours and submit it to rooster Endo like that other guy did. Or just pull a picture off of Craigslist and, yeah. <laughs> and then copy the parts list from that and say, Oh yeah, this is my bike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or, or use it, to, or use it to sell your bikes like Ricky Brabeck does. Right. I don't right. think Ricky Brabeck <laughs> has any bikes to sell right now. That's why we haven't been getting rooster Endo set uh, submissions from him. Dude, I've got bikes to sell. Now I know what to do. Yeah, set, put them to Rooster Enter. Just make a big Ooh. name like uh, Hunter Trevor. And, I, and, I need to resubmit yeah, my 300. Figure it out. Yeah. Oh, did, did it end though? No, we, because I, I I ended my submission with, I have the power to shut this show off at any moment. And you said this, we can't rate this bike. And it ended up on the back of the original Rooster Endo board. Oh, I think it, it's, yeah, unrated. yeah. I think it's still there. Oh, no picture must have fallen off so somebody needs to tune up that studio we need to get we need to find some more slave um indentured servants to come in and fix the show there we go we do we do well you know matt we do have maddox and he's he's good he's just okay. got strep throat this week right uh, at least i'm not there uh what do we have next trevor you want to drop this bomb of a question uh, if you're ready for it, I don't know if you can handle it yet, but I'll drop it. Okay. All right. This is from Logan Stupin. He's our Logan Stupin, our our slave new slave filmer. That right. DBT. Uh huh. I like He's the a, guy already. Proud owner of an 05 YZ125. I know that have a, a soft spot in your heart already. Oh yeah, yeah. There is an SRA night team race coming up. And he's looking to race an XR100 with the Jimmy Lewis. What's the team oh. on your XR? On my, oh, the Baja one. On the Baja one. That one's like, it's really hard to get off the wall. We mounted it on a wall. <laughs> Can it be brought down? 
No problem. I can Heather, promise like yeah, you, three videos. Heather just yelled, no, it can't come down because she saw how I got it up there. <laughs> it was pretty sketchy. Just, and I know that... I know that the brakes don't work on it, but on an XR100, you don't need brakes, especially Glen Helen going down the downhills. No need for brakes at all because you just you use your light might, for the riders. It's brakes. I might need to. I might need to get a disc protector for it so I can yeah. use them. What's the question? He wants to race. He wants to race race with me at an SRA Night Grand Prix. Yeah. What? When is that? September twenty fourth, I think. Huh. That week and uh-huh. half weeks. Yeah, two and a half weeks. Um, yeah, you're not going to be around. My my uh, my secretary says I'm not going to be around. Uh, Heather can join the team too yeah. if she wants. <laughs> Heather can race too. She said Heather can race. I can't race. She just got a brand new knee. Oh yeah, she got upgraded. She's got it. She's got a new knee. Uh, if I was around, I'd totally consider it. I would. I would do something stupid like that. Hey, you know, you know, I probably have I, I if if somebody keeps records, I don't know. Has anybody gone on like a real winning streak on the team race at Glen Hill at the SRA Grand Prix? They stopped doing them. So, no, oh, then I own that me and Dave Donatoni, like for how many years? Like Heather, like four years. Um, we went in undefeated for like two and a half years. Yeah. It was crazy. And we were we were knocking off like real factory guys. It was crazy. But. Yeah, I'd, I'd team up with him in a second. Will uh, Will Dave come out of retirement? Uh, that's that's a pretty good. That, there, I don't know. What do you think, Dave? I'll, I'll go mountain biking with him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're pulling that mountain biking thing out again. So, <laughs> yeah, well, tell tell him I I I, uh, I would I would like to do it. Uh, too bad he was a chicken to call in, but uh, all right, it was worth a shot. It was a good shot. I think I'm. I think I'm going to be at the KTM Adventure Rider Rally that weekend. Is is what I guess. Uh, I got. It. I'm, I'm going up there to teach people how to ride motorcycles better. So, what else do we have, Matt? Anything else? Is that we, we got everything dialed in. Yeah, I think it's pretty. Everything's dialed in. A lot of our, our announcements will be coming out in that newsletter for the online stuff. Uh, as far as dirt bike tests, just. We're going to keep plugging away. A lot of the things that are going on is kind of like behind the scenes stuff. Okay. So you can, uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter at com for our riding school stuff. If you're interested in what dirt bike test is doing every once in a while, Trevor sends out a newsletter as well. Uh, can you sign, you can sign up for that. Actually, all you have to do is look at dirt bike tests for just long enough and you'll get a pop-up. If you click on a story, it'll pop up. Not the, you click, but the story, it'll pop yeah. up. So if you click on the story, you can get on Dirt Bike Tests uh, newsletter. We're doing more and more stuff. Uh, the kids here uh, are kind of kicking it up with the content. I'm going to keep doing my Tenere vlog. I got to I gotta get my, uh, I got to do my comparison between that and the, uh, KLR. The, the KLR 650. But the problem was, is I got kind of distracted and we ended up comparing it to a KTM 390. <laughs> and you're just going to have to wait for the video to figure out why. Right, right. So, um, oh, cool. Trevor, uh, what's, so what's our, so we got a Yamaha coming, Yamaha test coming up pretty soon too? Sometime um, soon? Yeah, we're just working on improve or trying to improve this, the 450 FX. 
So slowly making gains. It's already a pretty good bike, but we're slowly making gains and changes and getting it ready for the 24 hour. And then and we, who's who's on your who's on your team besides Eli Tomac? Um, Eli Tomac, I think Justin Cooper, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Jimmy Lewis if he's in town. <laughs> oh, maybe you can get Hayden Deegan. Ooh, Hayden Deegan. <laughs> That, yeah, you need to go for these bangers on the Instagrams and stuff like. That. Hey, remember when? Remember when Pro Circuit got like Davy Millsaps and Andrew Short and those guys to race their their bike at the at the twenty four hour. Yeah, I've been I've been dreaming of getting Villapoto on the team since he's a Yamaha guy, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to ask that. Now, well, just, tell him, just tell him. Just tell him there's a lot of Coors Lights. Yeah, end of the race. Your, your dad? No. That that guy, a, that, that race is twenty four hours. Have your dad talk to him. They probably speak the same language. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> I, actually, I know they. I know they do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no. So really, who's on the team? You don't know. I don't. We have uh, me, Tyler Belknap, and Thomas Dunn from last year, and then mate, we're working on a fourth guy. Right. right. I'm going to carry carry me and Tyler around. No, I, I, I think Tomac's probably a good choice. I think the bike would last. Hey, didn't we talk? Didn't we talk about riding bikes with lights in that Rooster Endo segment? Yeah, we talked about going about him trail riding and stuff. And he said he doesn't really yeah. trail ride very often, but he did it when he was preparing for some super rough motocross tracks. And yeah. he said he really would like he he did, he liked trail riding. He could. I thought he alluded to. He alluded to enjoying, like, wanting to go for trail rides after he retired. No, no. I need a trail ride at 24 hour. Actually, yeah. maybe he should go trail ride for the 24 hour because then, then he'll want to race longer. Yes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this trail riding stuff sucks. <laughs> Passing, getting stuck on uphills at 3 a.m. at Glen Helen. Yeah, yeah, it's all good time. <laughs> so, okay, everybody. Hey, uh, Thanks a lot for joining in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Actually, the uh, the the archive ec- episodes, the counts are going up. So it's uh, cool if you're listening to this in your shop. Uh, thank you for doing that. Tell everybody uh, where you heard about us and share and do all that stuff. That uh, keeps us in business like at least one week longer, right? At least another week. I may be back. I may be back in prompt next week. So uh, you might get to sit next to somebody. And I'll have the cat on the show if I, now that I know that you're super allergic to Selma. Right, right. Well, I remember the last time Selma came in here during a show, you and other Jimmy thought I was stoned. <laughs> <laughs> we were right. Okay, hey, Trevor, thanks for joining in. Uh, Matt, thanks for putting the show together. And uh, yep. we will uh, see everybody out on the trail. So cheers. cheers. <laughs>